Today, I'm answering questions on how to hear God's voice. After this episode, I pray that you are more confident that you will know in your heart that God created you to hear from Him. Listen in as I share seven practical ways to prepare your heart, soul, and spirit to hear from God. I also share some common obstacles to hearing God's voice. I pray that you are encouraged greatly. Welcome to Powerful Whispers, the podcast that dives into the extraordinary whispers of God in real and practical ways. Together, we will explore how God speaks to us regarding our body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Krista Joy, and I'm excited to have you join me on this journey. As a foodie and a dietitian, I might even sprinkle in some simple food hacks. Let's get ready to dive into the powerful whispers of God and uncover these hidden gems. Join me as I dig into the Word to uncover simple truths of how God speaks and what I have found to be important for me on my journey of knowing God's voice more. I need you to know that I am not a theologian, but I have been racing after God's heart to know Him more, especially this last three years. So, of course, I do not know it all by any means. But really, do any of us know all about how God speaks? I mean, He is endless in his creativity. But I'm here to help you learn a little bit more of what I know. I'm learning daily from the Word, and I'm also reading a ton of books and learning how God speaks. I pray that what I share with you today will give you more tools in your toolbox on how to grow closer to the Lord. To start, did you know that you can be confident that God wants to speak to you? In the Bible, we learn that God speaks and we can hear his voice. Let's look in John 10 verses 27. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So let's pause on this promise for a moment. It says, My sheep. Well, if you have accepted Jesus in your heart, then that's you. You are his sheep. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So if we dive deeper into um, about sheep, <laughs> it says in order, in order for sheep to know a shepherd's voice, they need to know the shepherd. They need to follow him daily. They need to get to know his mannerisms, rely and trust on the shepherd. They need to rely that he's going to take care of them. So we are really the same. We need to know God's mannerisms. How are we going to know that? We need to spend time with him daily. Did you know that sheep actually will run away when they hear a stranger's voice? So we should be the same. We should run away from evil. We should run away when the devil is yelling lies into our ears. That's not God's voice. We need to flee and run away from that evilness. We also know, it says here, that they follow me. God gently leads his sheep. He doesn't harshly lead them. And why does he gently lead the sheep? Because he wants us to have a choice to follow him. He wants us to follow him out of love. So if you are new on your journey of hearing God's voice, let's dig in a little deeper. I learned from Mark Batterson's book, called whispers, that God seems to have a preferential method of speaking. We find this in 1 Kings 
19, verses 11 through 13, where it talks about God is not in the wind. He's not in the earthquake. He's not in the fire. It's after the fire was gone that a gentle voice appeared. And that was what, um, how God spoke to Elijah. It was in that gentle voice. We know that God is so unique. You know, he made each of us with unique fingerprints. That really speaks to how unique and creative he is. He also speaks to us in a unique language. We learn in Revelations 2 verses 17, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name on it, known only to the one who receives it. Did you get that? Known only to the one who receives it. So think of it this way. God is speaking to you. He wants to speak to you in a unique way. But we know that God's voice is going to bring comfort, peace, clarification, instruction, and encouragement. Yes, he will bring correction, but it's going to be loving correction. Super important to know that God's voice is never going to contradict scripture. When God speaks to you, you again are going to have that peace inside of you. When the devil speaks, he is going to bring worry, condemnation, hurt, confusion, chaos, all sorts of bad things. But again, God's voice does not. So a big aha for me and almost everyone that I have read about, I, I would say everyone that I have read, um, is that God's voice sounds like your own voice. It's like you are hearing that Holy Spirit in your own spirit. So I have actually um, experienced a handful of times when the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. When he has woken me up, it's different. It's different than when I hear him during the day. At night, it's like a booming voice. Again, it wakes me up in the middle of the night from a deep sleep. It was always voice of saying I needed to do research into certain aspects for my own personal growth. So interestingly, once I left my corporate job, I left the noisiness of the world. And yes, I know I'm very fortunate. I had that opportunity. Not everyone can. But when I left that noisiness of the corporate world, the Lord stopped talking to me in the middle of the night. Now he speaks to me during the day. And when he speaks to me during the day, it is in a very still, small, quiet voice. So let's dive in to seven practices you can engage in to cultivate a deeper sensitivity to hearing God's voice in your life. Number one, I have found it is so important to be repentant. If you have any unforgiveness in your life, you need to go to God. Have things clear um, and a wonderful two-way street open. One way that I have found um, to be repentant is to have communion with God. I've learned this really since 2020 that I can have communion at home. I thought you always had to have it in church, but no, you can have it at home. So you can have water and crackers, um, whatever beverage you have on hand or um, bread on hand to do your own communion. There's lots of things online as to how to do it by yourself. There's great verses to read. I won't go into that right now. Number two is to be intentional. Set aside time daily. Seek the Lord. Seek that relationship with him relationship takes time and effort, right? 
And it's so important that you are going to invite the Holy Spirit to come be with you in that time. We know in the scriptures it says, knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. You'll keep that in the back of your mind. Be intentional and ask God to be there with you. Number three is to read the Bible. The Bible is key. It is that foundation for discerning God. We know that the Bible is living and active. What I have found daily as I'm reading, I'm I'm truly amazed at looking at New Testament and Old Testament. I've read the whole Bible multiple times, but as I read it, most days I'm like, wow, that's like a, a new insight that I didn't know before. I never noticed before. It's just fun for me now as I'm going through and specifically looking out how God speaks throughout the Bible. Um, it's pretty incredible. But another part of this is also to get God's word in your heart, to memorize scripture. You might want to try to memorize a, a verse a day, a verse a week. Maybe it's a verse a month, whatever that is, getting God's word in your heart, getting his character deep down in your heart helps you to discern what you're hearing. Is that from God? Because he is never going to contradict what he says in his word. Going to how the Bible is living and active. We know in Hebrews 4 verses 12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. End of quote. It is that powerful. Favorite verse of mine is John 15, 7. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done to you. So going with this, so you're abiding in his word, again, memorizing it, getting it into your heart. So one suggestion I have for you related to reading the Bible and hearing God's voice, if you felt like you haven't heard God before, I would suggest you do this. Start by seeing if you get um, an impression from the Holy Spirit on where you should start reading the Bible during your quiet time. So you're having your open prayer time and worship time. Ask God, where should you start? And if you felt led to read, um, I'm sorry, if you feel led to read something and it's it's not something that God has, has spoken to you, you know what? It's You're not going to go wrong. You're reading in the Bible. I just want to encourage you, keep reading, keep seeking God. Going on to step number four of how I cultivate hearing God's voice, and that is worship. We know in the Bible that praise is listed 259 times. Worship is listed 188 times. That's significant. And you know what that means? God loves worship. Worship can look different for everybody. Some people might like to sit and listen to the Spotify songs that they have on their playlist. Some people might like to sing by themselves, maybe humming, playing an instrument. I personally have really found joy in listening to instrumental music and just focusing on the Lord. I, sometimes words distract me. Other times, a way that I have been worshiping God is I make up my own songs. That's very new for me. I was incredibly uncomfortable with that. But I found if I am reading in the Psalms especially and start to repeat 
the words to whatever melody is in my head. That is a wonderful way to worship. Another way to worship, um, as I, I love to make up songs as I'm out on a walk, and it's it's sometimes just one one or two words that I'm just repeating in different melodies. And so anyways, whatever that looks like to you, worship is so important to invite the Lord into your space, into your time, and helping your heart and your mind and your soul to be more receptive to God. Be expectant that he is going to speak to you. I've said this before, I have pen and paper all over the house because I'm never sure when God is going to speak. And so I want to be ready and prepared. I have it in my car too. Do not recommend writing when you're driving, but as I park the car, I can write down what I had heard God speaking to me. The next one is to be still. Boy, after you're reading the Bible, after your worship time, be still. This has been one of the hardest things for me. It's so noisy in this world. When I am still, I have that to-do list that comes in my head. If that pops into my head, I will write down the whatever it is, five things that I know that I need to get done that day so I can clear my head of the clutter. I have heard, I believe it was Mark Batterson who had said, this be still time is not passively waiting. You are being proactive. You're being intentional, listening for God. Now you can do this anywhere. You can do be still in your home, be still out in nature as you're for going on a walk. Any atmosphere you're in, you can be still and intentional, but it's really important to, especially in the beginning, tune out the distractions. So we do know in the Bible, you know, be still, be still, and we will hear his voice. Be still and know that I am God. Number seven is to be patient. God's not a coin-operated machine. He's not just, you know, flip the switch. Okay, God, I'm ready to hear you now. It's in his timing. But we do know from James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It all goes back to being intentional, seeking after God. Oh, brings tears to my eyes. When we seek after him, he will come near to us. This is a promise, folks. I pray that that encourages you. So some other questions that I've been asked and I would love to help you out on your journey. You might be wondering, is it possible for God's voice to conflict with our own desires? I love what Tanya Harris, a pastor from Australia, said. Our desires can muddy our ability to hear God's voice. Whoa, super important here. Again, our desires can muddy our ability to hear God's voice. So I have an example. I thought I would be doing some work as an international dietitian after leaving my corporate life. I found out, though, a week after leaving my corporate job, that I felt God was calling me to write. It was not a role I was expecting. I was muddying God's voice all this time up till then of what I thought God wanted me to. I never asked him until I left my corporate job, what is it that you want, God? But when I stepped into my yes and I let God lead, even though it was incredibly hard, a lot of prayers, a lot of tears, a lot of nerves. Once I did that, I laid aside what I wanted and I said, okay, God, you tell me what way is it that you want me to do? What way can I serve you best? What skills did you give me? 
So it started with writing and now it's podcasting. (laughs) One thing that I am so thankful for, that as I stepped into my yes, God gave me several confirmations along the way. Through people, friends, strangers, through the Bible, I learned that I was on the right path that he wanted me to be walking in. Other questions are, how can we discern if this message that we are hearing is aligned with his character? I alluded to that a little bit before. We can judge what we are hearing to be true if it's consistent with scripture. Is it following God's character? One thing that I have done many times is ask the Lord for scriptural confirmations of what you might be hearing from God. Is it true? Is that, is that really you, God? Many people ask even for three scriptures and seek out if it aligns with his character. I love this from Proverbs 25 too. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter is the glory of kings. He really loves it. If we are going to go seek it out, if we've heard something, seeking it out, boy, he is just going to reveal more and more by you being obedient and diligent of seeking after what this means. Some other indicators of God's characteristics. Again, we learned in 1 Kings, he has a still small voice. I've noticed when there's chaos and distractions all around me, it is so hard to hear from God. I need to get away. Sometimes it's going in the bedroom, shutting the door, in the bathroom, going for a walk. It kind of depends on the, the, the age of your kids, the age of really any family members living with you. What you can do, um, you'll know how to get away and um, calm the, the chaos. One other thing I'll say here. You know, God speaks differently to everybody. There are some common ways that God speaks. We know he whispers. Some people get a feeling of what God is trying to say. Other people have visions. Some have a a knowing of what God's speaking. But we're going to dig into more of those in future podcasts as I bring guests on who have more experience with some other areas. Are there common obstacles and challenges that people face when they're trying to discern God's voice. So I came up with four points. One, being distant from God. Again, going back to that being unrepentant in our life. If we have to like ask for forgiveness, we are making sure that communion with God is clear, that two-way street is open. There are no obstacles. What was true for me is the next one, overcomplicating things. Boy, did I sure think God wouldn't even speak to me. So I wasn't even preparing myself to listen to him. I thought it was way more complex that had to be a missionary, a pastor, Elijah to hear from God. But that's not the case. Again, he speaks to his sheep. We are his sheep when we ask him to come into our hearts. Number three for um, challenges and obstacles, self-doubt. If you say that can't be God, one thing you can do is ask yourself, are you smart enough to come up with that idea on your own? And of course, as I said before, does it align with God's character? It's so fun. I have found many times of hearing from God, he speaks deep wisdom, many things that I would never come up from on my own. The last point here is if we aren't in scripture enough to discern his voice and his character, it's going to be challenging to hear his voice. Another question I was asked is, how does prayer 
play a role in discerning God's voice. Prayer has so many roles. One is it's a great conversation that you get to have with God. Like, how are you going to know a friend's voice if you aren't talking to them, if you're not in communion with him? You have to have that um, constant dialogue. We are told in 1 Thessalonians 5 to pray without ceasing. A wonderful way to pray without ceasing is to have popcorn prayers throughout the day. They don't have to be deep, long, theologically amazing prayers. Be you. Talk to God. Like, hey, God, this is so cool. I love this. Thank you. And of course, whatever's on your heart, heartaches, he can handle it all. He wants to hear it all from you. Some practical steps of having these prayers with God. You know, you can pray when you're washing dishes, going on a walk in the shower, when you're driving, wherever you are, you can speak to God. I want to share with you some excellent resources I will put in the show notes. Uh, the first is from Mark Batterson called Whisper, How to Hear the Voice of God. An excellent book. I actually just also... I do have a book called Powerful Whispers, which I wrote, and in it, it's a seven-week devotional, and each day I share whispers that I heard from the Lord that I know that He wants to share with you on how much He loves you. So after every episode, I am going to be adding a beautiful body tip. Today's tip, I encourage you to every day spend at least five minutes stretching. So many of us are sitting at our desk sitting on the phone, doing whatever we're doing. We're sitting a lot, right? We are not moving our body as we should. There are amazing five-minute stretching videos all over on YouTube. Find one. Pick one out. I'll lengthen your muscles. It helps you to stretch your arms to get that deep breath. <sighs> like that. <laughs> um, lengthen your muscles so that you get your blood flowing and you are ready to uh, move on to the rest of your day. I love to have a stretch break in the middle of the day and again at night. Until next week, may God bless you so much, keep you, may his face shine upon you and give you peace. Thank you for joining me today as we explore the powerful whispers of God. I hope you've been inspired, uplifted, and equipped with practical ways to experience his presence in your everyday life. A special thank you to those who have rated, shared, or commented on my podcast. Your input warms my heart. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with me on my website at kristajoyministries.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter on my main webpage. Or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Powerful Whispers Podcast to continue the conversation and stay updated on upcoming episodes. Until next time, I'm Krista Joy signing off. May your journey be blessed with an abundance of God's whispers for you. And make sure to grab hold of the gentle nudges from God.